What's going on, best friends, and welcome to another episode of Best Friends Talk Funny, the only kind of funny community podcast all about the best friends that make up said community. I am your host, Kyle Stevenson, aka Who Dat Ninja73, and on this very week's episode, I have the very wonderful and amazing Josh Biddick of the kind of funny up-and-comer podcast, which we'll talk about. Um... Josh was very grateful to have me on that show, talk about why I uh, would be honored uh, to be a part of uh, Kind of Funny as an up-a-comer this year in 2020, and uh, we talk about a lot of really cool things. Josh is awesome, and I can't wait for you to get to know him a bit better, but... Before we get into that, I tr- I realize that the show is never really evergreen. We're always talking about what's going on in the world, uh, pretty much. So the the episodes are pretty dated, uh, especially the last couple because of the pandemic going on. Um, but I just want to say that as of uh, me recording this intro on uh, Sunday, April 5th, 2020, uh, a couple days ago, my dad was admitted to the ER. Um, he's doing much better. And uh, he went in with a fever and some lower abdominal pain. And obviously we were freaking out that it was the coronavirus. Um, Luckily, the preliminary tests came back and they are negative. So he does not have it. Thank goodness. Um, But he does have appendicitis and his appendix did rupture. um, And so he's on a bunch of antibiotics to kill the infection. And hopefully the surgeon will be in to talk to him and taking that out. And I I will 100% update everybody um, on the status of him as we go forward. But I just wanted to take this opportunity to just thank every single one of you who have reached out and have uh, sent your love and your prayer and your support. I am just so unbelievably floored by everybody and i say that a bunch but like it every single time something happens um you break my expectations and and bring it to new heights and it's just it's incredible i'm so happy to be a part of this community i'm so happy to know so many of you who are so loving and so supportive and i will never forget never forget the love like it's 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 really ingrained in inside my DNA and um, this show is a love letter to all of you as a thank you as a way to give back. Um, so yeah, thank you. I love you. Please be safe out there. Please stay healthy, stay inside, only go out if you absolutely have to order takeout from restaurants, support your local restaurants. Um, And just please protect yourself. I love you way too damn much for you to put yourself in jeopardy and to put others in jeopardy. So, um, yeah. Enough about that. Let's get on to knowing Josh a bit better. Kind of funny is best friends. What that means is we are there for each other. What that means is that you can go to any kind of funny live event. You can go to an RTX. You can go to a PAX. And if you see someone in one of our shirts, you can go up and talk to them. You can go to dinner with them. Kind of funny is this.
Josh Minnick. Welcome to Best Friends Talk Funny. How are you doing? I am doing well, Kyle. Thank you so much for uh, for having me. I've been looking forward to Absolutely. doing this since we did an episode of a uh, kind of funny up and comer podcast. So I'm uh, I think yeah. it's gonna be good stuff. Absolutely, yeah. I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited that there's somebody else doing something for the. Uh, kind of funny community podcast wise it's uh it's really it's awesome to see yeah i'm glad you were actually a a pretty big inspiration for me uh doing this uh before i did the up and comer up and comer podcast i wanted to do some sort of kind of like oh i want to talk about these best friends who are really doing things Mm -hmm. i looked it up i'm like oh kyle's already doing that i'm gonna gonna not do that (laughs) and then the up and comer opportunity came up and that's when i was like oh maybe this is what i can do yeah it's awesome i'm just happy people want to talk about kind of funny community it's it's really, it's changed my life for sure. I've talked about it many times, and we'll get into it for you as well. For sure. But before before we get into all that, uh, where are you located, Josh? I am located in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, I've heard about Grand Rapids mostly just from like wrestling. Oh, <laughs> Whenever yeah. they're in town. Yep. <laughs> what's what's life like in Grand Rapids? Currently or on a on a normal <laughs> normal basis. Let's go normal because everything's to shit right now. Gotcha. So normally uh, it's a really big brewery town. Uh, oh, so sweet. there are tons of brewers from like really big ones. Like Founders is one of the biggest breweries here in Grand Rapids. A uh, ton of food places. Uh, M Live is located. They got a station here. M Live is a big Michigan news corporation kind of thing. They do a lot of stuff online, uh, a lot of written articles, stuff like that. Uh, so it's just. It's a nice little place. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. too big, but it's not you know too small city-wise. Uh, the yeah. Amway Grand Plaza Hotel is uh, <clears throat> in the heart of downtown, excuse me, which is a pretty big deal. That's been around for like, I don't know, a buttload of years, over 100 years, stuff like that. So wow. it's, a, it's a pretty nice place. Uh, I, live in a, I live in a really great area where like it's a bunch of historic homes. Uh, so there are homes that are like hundreds of years old. Uh, it's a nice little walk downtown on the weekend when it's warm and everything isn't shut down and the world's ending. You're able to walk yeah. <laughs> downtown, get a beer, have some nice food. So it's a nice little place. That's awesome. Have you uh, lived in Grand Rapids your entire life? I have not. I've actually only lived here for two years. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I moved with my girlfriend after graduation. After graduating high school, uh, we were living with my parents for a bit, and then we were like, hey, mm-hmm. let's go to Grand Rapids. We'll be able to, uh, to kind of start our life. It's, uh, it's a step where we're far enough away from home where we can do our own thing but close mm-hmm. enough where if anything goes like horribly horribly wrong uh there's that safety net there yeah yeah how how uh how long was the move like a couple hours away oh uh, yeah it's about two hours from home oh okay all right nice yeah um what made you pick uh the grand rapids area uh, so my girlfriend, she knew some people in the area. She had some friends who went to school here. Uh, so it been a place. She actually lived pretty close to it when she was in school. Uh, mm-hmm. So it just kind of seemed like a nice place. It wasn't anything like too crazy, like going to Detroit, where it was a lot bigger, uh, a little yeah. more unsafe, even though Detroit is not as bad as people think. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a nice little in-between. Nice. Uh, what are you doing for work in uh, Grand Rapids? So, uh, before the calamity struck, uh, I was yeah. working for a company called Market Merchandise, and they are like mm-hmm. a screen printing and marketing company. Uh, so what I was doing was, and it sucked, I, I started, my first day was uh, March 2nd, and then my last day was the 23rd, when Michigan shut down. <laughs> but we'll get into that later. Um, so I was doing uh, some administrative work. A little bit of social media marketing, and then I would also go and like find products for companies. Be like, hey, is this something you want to do? We'd print material mm-hmm. for them, marketing material, the whole nine yards. Nice. Yeah. How'd you get into that? Is that what you went for, uh, for to school for? So I went to school for uh, multimedia technology and design and video production. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's 
it's a step for me in the right direction. Before I'd been doing a lot of like food service things, uh, just a way to pay the bills, mm-hmm. and this was kind of a step more into the field I wanted to be in. Uh, but yeah, school was a lot of video production, uh, some computer coding, technology, a whole bunch of stuff like that. Did, I had a TV mm-hmm. show for a while. While I was there. It was a bunch, oh, bunch of fun. Yeah. Uh, what well, the uh, video production was that something like as a kid you were always into like, you know, thinking about how the stuff that you watch is being made and that's what made you want to get into it yeah so for a long time i did theater so i, I was a theater dork oh, nice. and i okay. did a lot of acting uh so in high school i was the vice president of the drama club did all the plays we did beauty and the beast things like that so that was a ton of fun and throughout well, i guess it all started kind of in fifth grade way back in the day uh oh, and way back in the day my buddy is like hey you got to watch this video uh, it's really funny. These guys are trying to pick up chicks in a tank and it's in like this game. And I was like, what are you talking about? That sounds crazy. Like I'm in fifth grade. I don't even understand what picking up ladies means. Yeah. And just going up and grab, like hugging them yeah, and picking them like, up. Is that what I oh, can't yeah. pick up a person? I'm only in fifth grade. <laughs> and it turned out to be red versus blue. And for me, it was really fun. Can we swear on the show? Absolutely. Okay. So to me, it was great because I turned on the first episode and they're like, fuck and shit and i'm like oh my god yeah fuck is such a funny word and i can't say it yeah. these guys can say it so i'm gonna watch it with headphones uh-huh. on and no one will know uh <laughs> so i fell in love with red versus blue and then that kind of slowly grew into falling in love with rooster teeth and seeing everything they did i was like oh man like that's what i want to do i love talking i love performing these guys are doing it with video games and video games was a huge passion for me because when i was little my dad actually would review video games for the local paper uh, oh, sweet. Yeah, it was really cool. It's something I, I forget about because it happened so long ago. Uh, yeah. But we would always get review copies of games. So to me, seeing Rooster Teeth and Achievement Hunter and everything combined video games and like performing, to me, it was like a match made in heaven. It was like the most perfect thing I could think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from there, I started kind of like, uh, maybe I'll look at like broadcasting radio and video production. And then after high school, I went to Central Michigan, uh, which has a pretty top-notch uh, program. When I was there, my last year, they had won uh, Television Station of the Year for 16 years in a row, I oh, think. Oh, okay. So the the Yankees of uh, exactly, yeah. television producing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my dad <laughs> went there, so I knew there was some history there. And, uh, and yeah, I just I fell in love with it. It was... I, I took my first class, it was like a history of film, it was like a 101 class, and the professor said, I'm going to uh, ruin the way you look at movies, but in Ooh. the best way possible. Uh-huh. And it was 100% accurate, and I'm sure I bug the shit out of everyone I watch movies with. I, I know I bug my girlfriend <laughs> sometimes, because I'll pause things and be like, oh my god, like, look at the way they have the shot set up, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it just became... It became a whole new world to me that I had always seen, but was able to kind of see behind the curtains of, and yeah. and it was just off to the races since then. That's of, awesome. Even though I'm not doing it yeah. career-wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Um, going back to uh, dad reviewing games, mm-hmm. uh, how how jealous were your friends when you got like these new games like way before anyone else? <laughs> so I was like the only kid who was playing games at the time. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, so it was like, that's similar to me. Like my friends played games, but not to the extent that like I was fully in on at all games. Right. All like times. I, at the time, like I, my neighbor had a Sega, which was mm-hmm. the coolest thing in the world to me. Cause we didn't have a Sega. And like, yeah, I always wanted to play house of the dead. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I can only play this at arcades and I don't have that much yeah. money. 
Uh, to me, that was Mortal Kombat. Yeah, exactly. I wanted right? to play Mortal Kombat so bad. <laughs> so, so to me, it was super cool because I had all these games to play, but I didn't really like have anyone to talk about gaming with mm-hmm. until maybe like middle school. And then, then mm. at that point, it was only one friend. And at that yeah. point, my dad had stopped reviewing games. Uh, so it's one thing when I talk about it now, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, that was crazy. I'm like, yeah, it, it yeah. was. But I didn't think about it at the time because to mm-hmm. me it was just normal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's cool, though. Yeah, it was super cool. Uh, how, how, why, did, uh, why did Dad stop reviewing? He stopped writing for the paper. He just stopped writing? Yeah, yeah. so okay. he, he retired from the paper and started doing uh, – he started moving into more, like – internet-based, like, computer stuff, like, building websites, doing more marketing mm-hmm. things. And once he retired from the paper, I'm pretty sure. Again, I know, I'm sure there was a more, like, poignant reason, but yeah, I was sure. so young, I don't remember. <laughs> that's super cool, though, that Dad was into games and kind of, I assume that's kind of, like, why you love games today. Oh, for sure. It was one of those yeah. things, uh, like, one of the earliest pictures of me and him, I remember, is, like, He's playing some game, and I, I can't, I, I gotta be like less than three. And I'm looking, and I have this big old, like, stupid look on my face holding a controller yeah. that was probably like plugged into the back. So I was playing. Mm-hmm. I've, if yes. for people listening, I was doing air quotes. Uh, um, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. I do that with my nieces all the time. Yeah, so I remember there was a game, and it's actually one of my favorite games of all time The Legend of Dragoon. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm so... Oh, that makes, brings my Hell heart yeah. so much joy that you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I remember watching him play through that game, and he would let me play as one of the characters in combat. So if you don't know, Legend of Dragoon had a really awesome... It was a turn-based JRPG, and the combat system was really cool because it was kind of combo-based, you know? Yeah. So each attack, you would like it'd be timed like this blue box would kind of scroll into a smaller box, and if you hit it perfectly, you would do more damage, and you'd do the whole combo and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. would set one character. It was Rose. I always got to play as Rose, and he would set it as her like default attack. So it, was, it wasn't very powerful, but it was super easy. It was like two button presses, and he'd mm-hmm. let me do that. And then any time, like, for a punishment for me when I was a kid... I, d- I wasn't allowed to watch my dad play games. It wasn't that I lost my gaming privileges because I wasn't yeah. playing myself. I wasn't allowed to watch my dad. Uh, so it was a big thing for both of us. Uh, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. My uh, my earliest memories of a kid, actually, uh, when it comes to gaming, mm-hmm. is hearing my mom scream at the TV, cursing, because she couldn't beat uh, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> she kept dying over and over again. And now whenever I play games now, I'm sure I've told this story before, but uh, whenever I get upset and she's like, oh, just knock it off. It's just a game. It's like, well, I blame you. Like, this is, you're the reason why. You I'm taught like me this. this. <laughs> exactly. You've ingrained this into me. This is your fault. <laughs> I didn't just pick this up at school. No, I picked it up at home when I was younger. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> um, and so how did um, – we, we mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. What You wanted to do the uh, – uh, the podcast about the community and the up and comer thing just kind of made sense to you to do a kind of funny up and comer podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how did uh, what made you want to do it? So, a big thing is uh, I love kind of funny and I love the kind of funny community mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. seeing well, kind of seeing like everything you've done, like, and you know this better than anyone. We have such an amazing community. Everyone is yeah. so incredibly talented, and everyone is constantly helping everyone else. And mm-hmm. I saw it was—I think I saw Corey Cudney's video first. 
of like mm-hmm. him promoting himself. I'm like, hey, I want to be the up and comer. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And then through that, I saw some other people who I hadn't heard so much about. Because mm-hmm. I, I think Corey is pretty well known. He does all the gifts and everything yeah, yeah. like that. So to me, I was like, hey, it would be great to kind of even the playing field for everyone in a sense, where to give everyone a voice and a chance to like explain who they are. Because even Corey, like, everyone knows he does the gifts, but he does a whole lot more than the gifts. Like, he was the host of Justin Editor podcast, and he had edited for the news, and he does a whole lot of stuff. So I figured giving everyone an opportunity to kind of share their story from people the community knows to people like Jordan Deeb, who is wonderful and is a new voice in the community, to give him an opportunity to kind of be on the same level I thought would be a wonderful idea. And I was looking for a creative outlet at the time. I had tried to do some videos. I tried to do big projects that I would have done like back in college when I had a team of people to work with and equipment Mm -hmm. and realizing I just can't do those big projects anymore. Um, yeah. Also knowing that when I'm trying to do something for someone else, I feel more motivated to do it rather than when it's for myself. Uh, so this just, to me, it seemed like a perfect match made in heaven. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, uh, well, so podcasting uh, ever something you did before? Yeah, so back well, after I graduated high school, I went to community college for two years because it saved a buttload of money. If you're listening yeah. and you're in high school and you're like, oh, what should I do? Go to community college. I yes. think... One of my whole, my first year or my first semester was $2,000. And I had a class at Central Michigan, just one class that was Mm $1,200. So go to community college. I can't recommend it enough. But uh, yeah, for sure. Well, there, I I did a podcast. We called it the Grabcast. It was me and two other buddies, and it's still on YouTube, and you can find some, because I, I didn't know where to put it at the time, and I didn't know how to make an RSS feed, so I just like yeah. put it in Premiere, made a really long, like I, I made our thumbnail um, like as long as the audio, and then uploaded it to YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I you know, know that <laughs> yeah. very well. Yep. And uh, <laughs> so I did that, and we, I think, I think we did about 20-some episodes uh, and then I left for college, and I just got too busy, and things got a little crazy, mm-hmm. and we stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was something I did, and I had, at the time, yeah, at the time, kind of funny wasn't a thing yet, but I'd been listening to mm-hmm. a lot of podcasts. So I listened to the Rooster Teeth podcasts multiple times through. I think there was like know, a couple hundred episodes, and I would just, once I got up to the new stuff, I'd start back over and listen again. Oh, so wow. it was a format that I always loved. And mm-hmm. I'd always been told I had the gift of gab, uh, so I knew I'd be able to do it. Talking to a microphone yeah, yeah. is something I always uh, always like to do. Like my dad had a radio show when he was in college, so I just felt like I felt like podcasting was a solid medium I'd be able to succeed at. Yeah, that's awesome, and uh, thank you so much for doing the up and comer thing. I oh, was of course. on a couple weeks ago. Excited for everyone to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it's awesome. Like you said, you want to have a level playing field. Mm. Uh, for everybody, because like, yeah, I see Corey's video, I see Nathan's video, I see MC Fixer making songs. Mm-hmm. I don't have the technological sk- skills or the programs to do it. Right. So like, yeah, any any type of platform for me to talk about why I've I want to do it is, is is a blessing for sure. So I'm, I'm glad to do that. Was exactly yeah. the goal, and and I'm sure you know, especially with this show, every single person has a story. They don't have to be a video person. They don't have to be an oh, audio yeah. person. Everyone's got a yep. story to tell, and to be able to share that, I think, is something really special. Absolutely. Uh, so when you uh, are not, uh, you know, marketing stuff for for companies <laughs> and, and trying to get things, or now just sitting at home, what are you spending the time 
doing now that you're home? Like, what are you into? What do you look forward to doing? So I love playing games. Uh, I think that's uh, mm-hmm. pretty obvious. Uh, so that's yeah. what I spend a lot of time doing um, right now, living the quarantine life. Uh, my yeah. girlfriend and I are pretty much playing Animal Crossing around the clock. Uh, oh, my God. Which is yeah. fantastic. I actually, it was one of those things where we we bought the copy day one and we were playing and what we were going to do was uh, play play on the same island, right? Because we, we had mm-hmm. saw the direct and we started doing that. And it was kind of a bummer because like, there were certain things I couldn't do because I wasn't like the resident chief Islander person. It's very weird. It's very backwards. I don't understand it. Yeah. It's, I'm glad it's there and it's nice, but Mm -hmm. I wanted more out of it. So, because when when we saw the direct, we were joking, like, should I get my own switch? Like she got a switch a while ago and I was like, Mm -hmm. I'll just play yours. Cause I like, I'm a huge Sony guy. So that's primarily where I game. And I was like, well, God, are we, we the same person? I, pretty much. I was like, when, we were, when we were doing um, kind of funny up and cover podcasts, I'm like, oh my God, I'm talking yeah. to myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I wasn't going to think about it. And then when we saw the direct, I was making the joke, like, maybe I should get a Switch. And then mm-hmm. we were playing, and then it was like, oh, we're going to be stuck in the house for three weeks. And I really want to play Animal Crossing. And, and we were doing it in shifts, but uh, like, there were times where she wouldn't dig up all of the fossils. Because and this is gonna get hardcore Animal Crossing for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> she wouldn't dig up all the fossils or shake all the trees or anything because she wanted me to, which is super sweet of her and I love her to death. But I also like felt she was losing out on the experience as well, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like with the weeding thing, the greedy weeder Nook Miles <laughs> thing. You know, I I went through and I picked a thousand weeds and I got those, but she didn't pick any weeds because she wanted me to get some weeds. And then I felt bad because I overweeded. Yeah. So I broke down and I got myself uh, a nice the nice little turquoise uh, hey! Nintendo Switch Lite. I don't have it near me, but I have the exact color. So you were the exact I, same person. Again, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, and if you get the satisfied grip, like it's even better. Oh, I can't wait. Sometimes my pinky will go, will oh, go numb a little bit. So. Let, me, let me speak the praises of the satisfied grip. Give it to I, me. As a man with uh, uh, big hands and a small little Switch, even with the my Vita, mm. it gets like my fingers go numb because it's not enough space. Yep. And like, sure, that's probably carpal tunnel and just me being overweight. <laughs> But uh, it's just a little, you know, cumbersome. Yeah, kind of okay. like it, you, it's hard to play for a long time. The satisfied grip, mm, chef's kiss. I'm gonna have it's to look it's at beautiful. That. It's very comfortable. Sidebar, real quick. Do you feel guilty playing playing the uh, the Switch Lite because of the Vita? Because I'm not gonna lie, a little part of me does. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. Uh, it also doesn't help the fact that my Vita is also the same color blue. Oh, that's awesome! I always so wanted it, that blue one. Oh. It yeah, it's um. I do feel a little guilty. Also, it's I feel weird because there's no trophies or anything to mm-hmm. get on the Switch. Yeah, and as a trophy hunter, like I feel like I'm wasting my time gaming. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> when it comes to like Animal Crossing, I didn't get the appeal before this. I was like, this doesn't sound fun mm-hmm. whatsoever. But then I dove in. I'm like, oh my god, it's all I can really think about. Yep. Like. I wake up. It feels like a job in the time where I don't have a job. Oh, exactly. It's kind of it's kind of like a blessing in in a weird way. It, it did come out at the perfect time because in a time when no one has any control, you can't do anything. You can, yeah. in a way, experience all of that stuff through Animal Crossing. Yeah. Put the conspiracy hat on. Maybe Nintendo did this themselves. Exactly. They <laughs> made Corona, so we could all play Animal Crossing. <laughs> It's all part of the plan. <laughs> I am worried if if the world ever goes back to normal and I have to go back to my or if I if I get to go back to my job because I, I love my yeah. job. Mm-hmm. What how, am I gonna? How am I gonna cope? Like, 
Yeah. I spend so much time playing Animal Crossing. Like, my dad's playing, which has been great, because, like, over the last couple of years, he's gotten back into gaming, and I told mm-hmm. him about, um, him and my family, about Animal Crossing, because they're all, there's four of them cooped up in the house together, and my yeah. mom doesn't play a lot of games, and I was like, I think, I think she would really this like it, this right? game, because it seems like yeah. right up rally. She used to do some, like, reality stuff, and home design is, like, her jam. I'm like, I think you would really like this. So they fell mm-hmm. in love with it, uh, but, like, my dad plays all the time because they're just at home and I was looking mm-hmm. at the and I'm going to out him on this but I was looking at like the profiles where it says like how many hours you played oh yeah, the game. yeah. And he's played like over 90 hours so far damn like, that's oh, awesome holy <laughs> crap he's got three different rooms all almost full size I'm like jeez Jeez. dude oh, but, but no it's the perfect little quarantine game absolutely yeah um, other than uh, games, obviously movies. Mm-hmm. Love uh, watching movies and shows. Yeah, just finished. Any any specific genre of movie or? Um, not really. I'm not. Okay. I'm not a huge horror guy because I'm a big gotcha. fat baby. Yeah. <laughs> but my girlfriend loves horror, so through that I've been I've been watching more horror, for better or worse. Um, but the film stuff, like going to film school, helped because I can look at it more technically, so I don't wet my pants as much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's been very nice. Um, I love action. I love comedies. I love mm-hmm. bad movies. Again, more uh, finger yeah, quotes. Yeah. Like, like Hot Rod is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love Hot Rod. And mm-hmm. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, yeah. What else? We, I also love the movie The Rocker. It's real bad. I don't know. Is, is that the one with... Rain Wilson is a, uh, is a drummer. Right. I, I knew like, it. Emma I Stone and Josh it. Gad. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so pretty much all movies I like. Um, love shows. Uh, anime is a big one up there. We actually, mm-hmm. I don't know, I won't start the debate, but we just finished um, watching all the way through the entire collection of Avatar: The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. That was okay. a ton of fun. I knew when I knew quarantine was coming because we had always talked about my girlfriend and I like wanting to rewatch Avatar: The Last Airbender, not the M Night Shyamalan version, uh, because that was an awful piece of garbage and will never be spoken of. <laughs> Uh, but you love bad movies. I love bad, <laughs> good, good, bad movies on the Nick Scarpino scale. Not, Got it, not yeah. insulting pieces of garbage trash. Um, <laughs> as you can see, I'm quite passionate. Uh, but no, so we finished watching that. We then uh, doing a big Star Wars kick lately because my girlfriend hadn't nice. really like seen all of the Star Wars movies. So when mm. Disney Plus came out, I was like, "Hey, we should like watch them all." So we did that. And then we watched all the Clone Wars, and then we watched all nice. the Rebels. Uh, yeah. So a lot of watching stuff, and uh, I love reading. Reading's a ton of awesome. fun, anywhere between comics, manga, to just books. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, when, whenever I talk to people about like what they're doing during this quarantine times, uh, I always feel like I'm not spending my time wisely. Yeah. <laughs> I have I haven't watched really any shows. I haven't. Well, I maybe watched two movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've just been playing Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal. That's pretty Ooh. much all I've been doing. How is Doom Eternal? Um, uh, it's I'm not a huge Doom person mm-hmm. myself, um, but I wanted to get into this because it just looks so much fun, and it is super super fun. That's cool. Um, I've already beaten it twice on both modes nice. to get the trophies. I just have to do multiplayer, and then I'm good to go with the, for that platinum. Nice. Um, but it's like super. It's beautiful. The what can you say about the soundtrack? The soundtrack is like. Ah, it's so perfect. That's cool. Um, the only thing that sucks a little bit about it is the platforming. Like, it doesn't feel like it needs to be there, but okay. it is what it is, I guess. I gotcha. I, yeah. I, I remember playing the demo of the the Doom 2018, 
2016. 2016, thank you. And yeah. it was fun, but it just it was just a little too much for me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure I would play it, but it just... I think Doom is great, and I think it's it's really important to gaming as a whole. Uh, but yeah. it's, it's just too much for me. Just the gore and the... Oh, yeah. Because it is that, oh, like, I, I love you. violent, like... One of my favorite games is Metal Gear Rising. That's, that's a quote for you right there. Yeah. I love violence. I know. It's so great. You know what I mean? It's, all, it's always the answer. Um, but like Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is one of my favorite games. Like when you can turn oh, people sweet. into yeah. sushi, that's so much fun. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Doom just always felt too much for me. And maybe it's because yeah. I'm a wuss and it's a little spooky. <laughs> no, I get it. I was playing, uh, I was playing it yesterday. And uh, one of my nieces came down to ask me a question while I was playing. And she goes, looks like, why? so violent why are you playing <laughs> like i'm sorry it's it's just a game yep. they're demons it's okay like it's it's fine i'm saving the world <laughs> you don't understand exactly just when you're older maybe um that's awesome uh yeah uh so what i'm gonna ask you next is usually where i get my guests to talk about their twitter handle okay but you're one of the lucky ones that got their names i did uh, <laughs> i'm very very lucky i'm very jealous um, so instead, I'm going to ask you, do you have any uh, embarrassing screen names from your past, like AIM screen names? Yes, or I do. So <laughs> good. Everyone like, always has one. It's so not I'm glad like I have that crazy backup. embarrassing, but I just, I felt dumb. Uh-huh. So I had an Xbox 360, uh, back in the day, probably 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I had Halo 3. And I had Call of Duty Modern Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare. That's going to be confusing yeah. from now on. Uh, <laughs> and so my neighbor, he's like, "Hey, you should bring your Xbox over, and we should like play, like have a LAN party." I'm like, "Cool, that's awesome. I've never done that before." I think we didn't have the connections to do LAN, so like I had to. We just bummed off his uh, his internet, so we're mm-hmm. just playing online. And I was like, oh, well, I'm never going to play online games. Like, that's not something I do. Like, I love RPGs. I love single player. Why would I ever play online? Um, so his brother made me an Xbox Live account. Mm-hmm. And all the information was faked because it was back in the day where, like, you don't put your real name up. You don't put any real information on the Internet. It's a scary yeah, place. Yeah. And now my mm-hmm. Twitter handle is my first and last name. Um, <laughs> so the How the times have turned. Exactly. So he made it. It was call Call Duty, not of, just Call Duty, space four space fan, and that was my Call Duty. That was my Xbox profile for okay. years, like <laughs> maybe ten years, maybe a little bit less. And and I didn't really like Call of Duty, especially online, because I sucked, and I primarily yeah. played Halo. So mm-hmm. I would be playing Halo, and I'd be on Halo three, and there you, I Call Duty four fan. And yeah. I would get just torn apart all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Thankfully, I was decent enough at Halo, so it wasn't too bad. But it was just yeah, yeah. It, like anytime anyone's like, "Oh, what's your what's your uh, what's your pro gamer tag?" I'm like, it's a uh, call Call Duty Space Four Space <laughs> fan, like Call of Nope No of no. just, just Call Duty. Do you play Call of Duty? No, it's a fun <laughs> game, but I don't. So and. <laughs> Like I think when I when I got a new Xbox at one point because I, I got red ringed, I couldn't recover my old profile because all of the information was fake. So I had multiple oh, yeah, conversations yeah, yeah. with Microsoft like, "Hey, I don't have any way to prove that this is actually me other than my word, which I know isn't good enough for you." Yeah. So eventually, I had to just like change it, but but that's my embarrassing gamer tag. Uh, Call of Duty Four fan. Call of Duty Four nice. fan. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, that's almost like if you take the duty out, it sounds like a chat line. Call for fan. Yeah, exactly. Call, call for fans. <laughs> You've heard OnlyFans. We're OnlyFans, but for your telephones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, since we are all, pretty much all of us are stuck inside for mm. this foreseeable future, um, what I'm going to have you do right now is tell everybody uh, one thing that you think people should watch, okay. listen to, play, or... Uh, read. Okay. Um, and it's okay if you have more than one. Cool, it's fine because we need as many things as possible Great. right now. Buckle up, everyone. I'm gonna I'm gonna change your I'm gonna make your quarantine life a little sweeter, a little easier. Let's do it. Uh, so as I said, I just watched through Avatar: The Last Airbender, and mm-hmm. I cannot recommend it enough. If you have seen it, if you haven't seen it, uh, watch this show. For me, it's really cool because um, I studied Buddhism. Uh, way back in the day when I was a kid, that was a really big part of my life. And oh, watching okay. all the kind of spiritual stuff in Last Airbender, mm-hmm. like it never beats you over the head. It's never too in your face. But right now, I just felt like it's been really helpful. Um, I've started doing some meditation while in quarantine. One, just because I think for my own mental sanity, that's good. I've talked about it in therapy before, which has been helpful. But also just like mm-hmm. seeing it in Last Airbender. Like it's been it's been cool. Like... Yeah, having all that spiritual spirituality, the peace, um, the martial arts—it's just—it's a great show. It's really uplifting. It's really emotional. Um, it's three really nice, really tight seasons. Uh, I think it's one of the best animated shows of all time. I think that's really fair mm-hmm. to say. And if you haven't watched it, I can't recommend it enough. And where can people watch it? What what services are on? So I had to buy the Blu-rays. Um, gotcha. You can watch it on. Like on Amazon, you can buy it. You can buy it sure. episode by episode, or like you can buy a season. I think for twenty bucks. For me, I think I bought the box set Blu-ray with Avatar and Legend of Korra mm-hmm. for like thirty, forty bucks. Oh, okay. So to me, that just made a lot more sense financially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Way more uh-huh. bang for your buck. Um, you can also do the same. You can buy it digitally on iTunes, uh, episode yeah. by episode or season by season. Um, okay. So that's that's one I recommend. Nice. Uh, uh, before we get into mm-hmm. a, another thing, uh, I want to ask you about uh, Buddhism because I didn't yeah. I didn't realize about it. Yeah. What uh, what got you into studying that when you were younger? Uh, so it was my dad. Um, yeah. When uh, my parents got divorced in like 2007, and my dad started getting hardcore into yoga, mm-hmm. so he was doing it as a physical exercise, but he always kind of felt like there was more to it. And through that, he kind of found Buddhism and a little Hinduism and stuff like that. Uh, so he then became a yoga teacher. Uh, he had taught at Oakland University for a long time. And it was one of those things where we were young enough where we couldn't stay home by ourselves. So we would go with him to his classes and we would take classes. And he did his yoga teacher training. And we kind of grew up in different yoga studios. And it was really cool to be a kid learning all that thing, learning all those things. Mm -hmm. And and I'm eternally grateful for it because I think it gave me a lot of tools to kind of deal with the future and deal with life Mm -hmm. in general. Um, Mm -hmm. Not the future like I meditated and I traveled in time, but more like (laughs) the life I would face. And it was, it was a wonderful experience. Um, There were times it was funny. I, my, at my high school, the world religion class was taught by the wrestling coach. Um, who believe it or not? That's an interesting dynamic. It was. He was a yeah. wonderful guy, but he mm-hmm. knew jack squat about world religion, other than like what was in his packet. Uh, uh, so he he did stuff about Buddhism, and it was cool because I was able to kind of help a little bit. 
Uh, at the time, I looking back on it, I knew I was probably a little more arrogant and like, oh, I know this stuff than I should have been, mm-hmm. especially with something like Buddhism. Um, but it was just, it was really cool. And especially in quarantine, it's something I'm getting a little bit more into just because I think the positivity of it all and the mental help, I guess I would say, you know what I mean? Sure, like yeah. when, when you're stuck in a small isolated place, it can be very difficult, yeah. especially when you probably struggle. helps stabilizes you a little exactly. bit. Exactly. It, it's something that yeah. it helps. Like I've been really frustrated with the, with trying to file for unemployment right now. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause Michigan went through a shutdown and we were shut down. We're told for three weeks, we're starting week two right now. So I know everyone and their mother is trying to file for unemployment and yeah. at first I was super mad and I was like, why isn't this work? This is a piece of shit. Like I need to be able to pay my bills and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But then taking a moment to realize like one, everything's impermanent. This is going to end regardless of if it means the world ends, which would suck, but that's it. It is what it is. Or mm-hmm. if it just means, Hey, we're going to find a cure or this is all going to get better. And then also realizing like there are people on the other end of those sites and servers, and I'm sure they are freaking out way more than I am because they know so many people are depending on them to fix this problem. Mm -hmm. So having the kind of tools and the mindset to be able to think like, hey, everything's going to be okay. It's all cool. Taking a breather, being okay with myself and also knowing trying to put some positivity out in the world has been really helpful in this time. Yeah, that that's great to hear. That puts me at ease because we were talking beforehand like it's. It's been a two-week struggle for me mm. just getting a hold of the offices here in New York yeah. and finding out that pretty much like I'm screwed yeah. and I have to look at something else to do in order to get some money to mm. pay those bills I and stuff. It. So yeah, so yeah, I, that that kind of mentality of like take a breather. Everyone's pretty much in the same boat. Yeah, and there's a reason why everything is so busy and crazy right now, and it's all for for a good reason. It's not world against Kyle. It's world just. Against everything else, yeah, like, like the outside stuff. Like we're all against it. Exactly. It, it's a thing where we're all coming. It's the world is not coming at you. It's coming from you, right? So it's how you yeah. perceive mm-hmm. it. We could perceive this as like, oh, this really sucks, and this is super shitty, and I don't know what to do. What am I like? I can't go, or I stay in, or. But what I'm trying to view it as is like, my girlfriend and I, when we were working, worked opposite schedules, so we didn't mm-hmm. have a day off together. And yeah. now I have seven times three is twenty. Four, right? 21. Right? Yeah. I think 21. 21. Damn it. I was so close. I was thinking seven <laughs> times eight. I know my times tables. I'm going to practice my <laughs> multiplication while in quarantine. But now we've got 24 days where we spend all the time in the world for it with each other, better or worse. You know, it has its moments where I understand I'm talkative and annoying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, looking at a time like, hey, we have all this time to spend together, or I get to play Animal Crossing until my brain rots. Or yeah. I'm studying some design work because I suck at design and my girlfriend's fantastic at it so she can help me there. So just trying to change that mentality where I could look at this as something really scary, which it is. And I'm not positive about it all the time. Like there are days sure. where I wake mm-hmm. up and I'm like, I'm not getting out of bed because I'm afraid of everything. Uh, yeah. Or I can look at it as like, hey, this is a wonderful opportunity to grow myself. Yeah, that's awesome. It's very beautiful. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Of course. Um, uh, we're go- you had a couple other things that you wanted uh, people to check out. Yes. So, what, so Last Airbender, for sure. Uh, what's the second one you got? All right. So for reading, you could either do A, the Last Airbender comics, which uh, continue mm-hmm. the story, which is super cool, or B, my favorite book series of all time is The Inheritance Cycle by uh, Christopher Pellini, which most people probably know as like the Aragon Dragon books. I don't know if anyone oh, knows. Oh, I'm familiar with those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So technically... 
I'll push up my glasses. Technically, the title is The Inheritance <laughs> Cycle. Uh, but yeah, no, those were my favorite books of all time. Uh, my dad was a huge Lord of the Rings guy. And, mm-hmm. like, not push that on me, but, like, I saw how much he loved it, so I loved it in return. Yeah, Did, he wanted to experience it. To, exactly. To get it. Yeah. Did the thing where, like, we'd book out weekends to watch all three of the extended edition. Uh, if you watch the non-extended edition director's cut of Lord of the Rings, you're not really watching Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> if it's not four hours, I watched, don't watch it. I watched those extended editions, I think, during a hurricane. Oh, perfect. Here, years ago. There you go. Like... Sure, the power could have went out at any second, but what else was I going to do? Hey, you need to watch Frodo (laughs) drop that ring. Hell yeah, I do. (laughs) Uh, So for me, the the Aragon books were my Lord of the Rings. Like, I love the world they were in. I love the writing. And that's, it was like, I, this was the Lord of the Rings for me. Like my dad had Lord of the Rings for him. And Mm -hmm. I just, I love the story. It's so well written. I actually, this is a little embarrassing. For the first time, I finished the series this year. Oh, that's not embarrassing. Uh, I, there, there's so many things I haven't finished. Exactly. So, so like, I started reading <laughs> the first book in middle school, and the mm-hmm. last book came out my senior year of high school. And I bought it, but like, I just never read it because I was super into reading as a kid. But in high school, like, I was busy. Life was a thing. I had a job. I rather in my free yeah. time play games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last year, I got back into reading. I read the Harry Potter series for the first time, which was a lot of fun. Hey, awesome! And then after that, I was like, you know what, I want to reread the series like my girlfriend was a huge harry potter fan um i liked him enough but i never read the books so we read the books together and then i was like hey i would love to share this series with you so i started reading them and i finally finished it and it was phenomenal and coincidentally um while we were rereading the series at our local mall the author was doing a book tour uh because he had released a new book and my girlfriend sent me a text like hey are you off work this day and i was like yeah and she's like he's coming like your favorite author is going to be here and never in a million years did I think I'd ever get to meet my favorite author. Like that wasn't a thing I would think of. Uh, yeah, that's cool. So I got to go and I had him sign all my copies of the book and he announced he's going to be doing like three more books to the series, which I'm super excited. Oh, about wow. Cause the last one came out in like 2011. Uh, so yeah. So if you love high fan, it's not super high fantasy, but if you love fantasy, if you love dragons, swords, magic, really cool stories, mm-hmm. I can't recommend the book series enough. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything to play or listen to? Yes. I also have things to play or listen to. Um, as far as play, we've talked about Animal Crossing. I can't recommend yeah. Animal Crossing enough. It's mm-hmm. it's the perfect little escape right now, and it's easy just to sink hours and hours into it. I know. I think I was like, I was cooking something in the Instant Pot. Shout out to the Instant Pot. <laughs> and it was like, it took 30 minutes, and like my timer went off. I'm like, it's already been 30 minutes? I felt like it was five minutes. This is crazy. Um, so, yeah, so it's been a really great escape. And then as far as listen to, um, other than the Kind of Funny Up-and-Comer podcast or Best Friends yeah. Talk Funny, uh, I really like uh, the artist Watsky, if you've ever heard of him. Oh, I love Watsky. Yeah. yeah. He actually recently, within the last couple of weeks, put out a new album which I've been listening to, is pretty nice. But I think all of Watsky's whole collection, it's really funny, it's really upbeat, it's really positive. Um, and I think right now that's a, a, a nice pick-me-up to listen to. It's awesome. And Watsky, for those that are not familiar, he's a, he's a rapper. Yes. Hip-hop. Yeah. Started but, but on he, YouTube. Like, 
like extremely fast. Yes, uh, from my memory, like it's impressive. Yeah, no, no, a lot of his stuff. That he was, probably he's been on a couple epic rap battles of history. Videos. He has, yeah, he was uh, William yeah. Shakespeare, and I think it was William Shakespeare versus um, Edgar Allan Poe. He might have maybe. He, or was he what? Or was he Poe in another one? I think he was Poe in another one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Dr. Seuss, I think, versus Shakespeare. And I'm pretty sure he was okay. Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, yeah. yeah. So, I, he made his big break on YouTube because he was rap, like for rapping fast. Um, mm-hmm. And then his music videos were pretty cool. And then he started doing some tours. I actually got to see him live in concert one time. And it was crazy. Um, That's awesome. But I, I highly recommend Watsky. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, because you did send me a list of the things beforehand. I did. You, you forgot one thing, I and I so. want to talk about it because I love it so much. Final Fantasy X. I was say, was it Final Fantasy X? I thought so. Yeah. Like, the Animal Crossing top came up. Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy X was my first, my first personal Final Fantasy. My my friend had eight at his house, and I played eight a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But Final Fantasy X was the first one for me, and I fell in love with that game. I think yeah. it's the game I've played more than any other game in the world uh, mm-hmm. through just sheer amount of time versus number of playthroughs. Uh, first Final Fantasy, and to my knowledge, this could be wrong, that had a direct sequel in Ten Two. Um, unless one of like yes. the tactics game or something like that had a sequel. Uh, see, my my memory is so bad when it comes to this kind of. No, I know what you mean. If anything, maybe the first mainline <laughs> Final Fantasy to have like, yeah, a direct I'm trying to, sequel. Yeah, because like Seven had the movie and Dinja Cerberus, but that was and a Dinja Cerberus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I guess Crisis Core is technically a prequel. And that would have been after, because that was PSP, so that would have been after X2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But the music in Final Fantasy X is phenomenal. I love the world. I love the characters. Um, I have the soundtrack on my phone. Yeah, Blitzball. I I love Blitzball. There'd be times when, like, I would, like, a week where I'm like, I'm just playing Blitzball. Like, I'm not further in the story. I'm going through this tournament. I'm getting the jack shot Mark 1, 2, and 3. I'm unstoppable. Uh, I joked about it. Like, I want I want Square to just put out a full-on Blitzball game. That would be That's incredible. It would be so good. <laughs> just think of it like it, kind of like Rocket League. Just a yeah, game where you just much. go in and just play Blitzball. That That's all awesome. I want. <laughs> uh, I, I've bought it multiple times. I remember I was yeah. replaying it once on PlayStation 2 and my disc wasn't working, so I went out and I bought another disc. Uh, I bought the remake or the, the remaster on PlayStation 3. Uh, I bought it again. When I was in college, I didn't bring any of my systems with me, but I did have mm. my Vita. So I bought it on the Vita because I had like a GameStop card I wasn't using. Yeah. Um, I've been seriously debating eventually getting it on the Switch. Just I love that game <laughs> so much. Uh, yeah. And I can't recommend that. Especially if you love JRPGs and you love Final Fantasy. I know, I feel like some people don't like it. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but like it's, I think it's phenomenal. Plus it was the first one with uh, voice acted cutscenes and everything. Yeah, it holds a special place in my heart. Yeah, for sure. And it, I have that game down to a science. Oh yeah, what I play, it is, you know, have every single party member swap in, do one attack, and then bounce, so yep. that everyone gets experience. So that way, everyone's leveled up pretty much the same. And yeah, See, it's Titus is always my favorite, so I always keep Titus in the party. Um, sure. And then, like, what I would start doing is I would give everyone, everyone would get at least five sphere grid level ups per map area so oh, nice okay I, I would go through everyone level up and then titus would always be super overpowered because i keep him in and i'd rotate two other party members out um and then like i'd have i have like a main party i'd use when i was a kid i would only play titus waka and Orin. those are like mm. i'd always do just those guys because yeah. they're my favorite 
Um, but then I'd rotate through, and this last playthrough I did a couple years ago, I like got hardcore deep into it. So I did all like the monster hunt stuff, and mm-hmm. did all like the grinding there to get all the ultimate weapons like mastered up, uh, get pretty much the entire sphere grid unlocked for everyone, which is super cool. Uh, and one of my most proud in gaming moments is doing that chocobo race with Titus and getting a zero time. Um, oh, that's especially doing it on difficult. the Vita, hardest yeah. thing in the world, but one of my most proudest gaming moments. That's awesome. Yeah. Final Fantasy 10 is special. I got that. I picked that up the same day uh, as GTA 3. Oh, nice. Uh, at a Best Buy. I was like, hey, mom, I can't pick from either one of these. I did real good on my report card. Can I have both? Sure. There you go. The best, I think the best pickup day I've ever had that kind of like solidified what my gaming tastes were over oh, sure. two top tier games worlds. vastly different yeah. great oh yeah for sure it's <laughs> awesome uh yeah so uh if you are stuck inside or you know just looking for things to do all of those are quality choices so go out and and check them out but since this is a show all about the kind of funny community i have to ask the question josh how did you get started into being a fan of kind of funny so kyle thank you for asking me this wonderful question yeah. it is a yeah. it is a long tale i will weave uh, so kind of like most people, I knew Greg from IGN. Uh, I loved watching his reviews. His energy was really great. He was always really funny. Watched a couple episodes of Up at Noon here and there. And then my first RTX I went to, which was probably 2013, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, I went there and I saw Greg Miller and I was like, oh my God, it was me and, uh, three other buddies like guys that's Greg Miller. Like we got to get a shot with Greg Miller. So mm-hmm. one of, like, I think one of the guardians, it might've been his PA, which I don't think was Aaron Porter at the time. Um, but took like, took a picture of us. So it's all of us and Greg's all sprawled out. And that was really great. And then the next year, maybe it was 2014. Cause the next year I'm pretty sure they were kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I don't, I can't, they were there at like, it was, I know Nick, Tim, Greg were there because we got a picture because mm-hmm. we went there for the autograph signing and we, we got autographs to, to go with them. And I, like I said, I can't remember if they were officially kind of funny yet or they were just doing uh, game doing the stuff at home. Right. Yeah. Um, so we went there and that was really cool because I was actually a big fan of Aaron Porter at the time who was their PA then. So I got a picture with them and then I asked to get a picture with Aaron, which was a ton of fun. And then Aaron's become That's a cool. friend, which is great. And at that point, we're going to see them. I think we went to the kind of funny podcast panel, and that's when, that was the first time I heard him. Like, oh my god, these guys are hilarious! Like, this is mm-hmm. like it's Greg, but it's also Greg bouncing off these other two weirdos. And like, I know Tim from Let Tim Host campaign. Like, this is really really cool. And then I started kind of listening to the kind of funny or Game Over Greggy at the time, watching mm-hmm. Oreo Oration. Uh, I never really liked Oreos before Oreo oration, yeah. but then like in my dorm room or in my apartment watching, I was like, man, those look really good. I should probably go yeah. buy a bunch of Oreos and like see if they're as good mm-hmm. as Greg's talking about. Um, and yeah, and then from then it was just kind of off to the races. I, As I kind of grew and matured in a way, even though that's a bit of a stretch to use that word, uh, I started finding my Yeah, mature t- and, and kind of funny. It's, it's, <laughs> they don't really go hand in hand. Not really. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but from there I, I started moving like I was hardcore in a rooster teeth 
But I just kind of started switching my taste into more of the kind of funny content, uh, following more of the news, getting the in-depth reviews, and getting the other side of the industry. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that kind of just slowly consumed everything. Uh, What was really cool for me, a little kind of funny story, is every RTX I've gone to, I think I've gone to three, um, I've gotten a picture with the kind of funny guys, or at least like uh, the first one was Greg, then it was the kind of funny. And my last RTX, I was a guardian. And it was the final day, and I was going up to my hotel room. And I'm like, man, it was a bummer. I didn't get to see the kind of funny guys. It was crazy busy, but, you know, like, I'm super happy I did this. I got to work. Uh, and as I'm walking up to my hotel room, the hotel opens, and it's kind of funny. Um, oh, that's and awesome. It was so cool. I was like, what are the odds of this? And, like, Andy yeah. was there, and it was before, like, Andy was part of the team, and he was just a fan at that point working for Rooster Teeth. So I was like, hey, guys, like, do you mind if I get a picture? And they were super nice, and they were thanking me for being a guardian. And I remember Andy took the picture. It was me, Greg, Tim, Nick, and Kevin. And Andy mm-hmm. was taking the picture, and he, like, took a picture of himself, like, whether he was holding it, like, did the face cam, <laughs> yeah. made a funny face. And I remember looking through the pictures, and I was like, who's this guy? That's weird. And I, like, deleted the picture. I just wasn't thinking of anything. <laughs> and looking back, I was like, oh, what I wouldn't give to have yeah. that picture still. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was, it was really fun. And then just kind of, you know listening every day they put out so much content it's just be kind of come part of my routine like you wake up yeah. like i've always got the podcast app open on my phone so whenever i have a second i'll listen to it on the way to work or home or whatever yeah it's awesome yeah um what would you say is your favorite uh piece of content that they put out like favorite show or specific yeah. episode of something uh, it could be yeah more broad so like show it could be a one-off like major thing like uh yeah. for example mine would be the halloween havoc okay uh, cool the wrestling thing i love that that one. was really great i yeah i love also party mode yeah par- oh, party mode. like i love all the party <laughs> modes when they're doing like jackbox especially like the, yes. the li- who's telling the lie or whatever that one's really mm-hmm. fun um mm-hmm. i love as a show uh games daily just because I love seeing that side of the industry. It's something I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by, something I'd love to get into. Uh, so just hearing all of the different voices, um, especially with Blessing coming on, he's done a phenomenal job. Hell yeah. So it's yeah. really cool to see him come in and just kind of make the show his own. Getting Greg's wisdom throughout the years. I love Widow Wednesday because Gary brings such a unique perspective on. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think it's a phenomenal way to get so much information about the industry that you can't really find anywhere else. Uh, on top of that, I like things I always watch when I need to pick me up, kind of funny wise. Um, I love what is, like I love watching Greg react to the Batman versus Superman trailer. Um, oh yeah, that's one of my favorite videos of all time, just because of how hyped mm-hmm. he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Timmy, Tammy, Tommy debacle way <laughs> back in the day. Like I'll watch that video, yeah. the breakdown a lot. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, just there's so yeah. much and all of it especially depending on certain times in your life, you know what I mean? Like bring different amounts mm-hmm. of joy. Oh yeah. Whenever I'm feeling like I need to pick me up, uh, this is something I do like almost every other month. Mm-hmm. I go back and watch live reactions to E3 conferences. Oh yeah. Oh. And always seeing Tim like react to Crash Bandicoot is, is so special. Tim's hype reactions definitely get me going. It's, a, it's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Um, now this next question is a little bit difficult. Okay. Um, but I like asking it just to like gauge what people's uh, reactions to it mm-hmm. are. Um, why are you and a kind of funny best friend? Why are you not just a fan? Like, why are you you taking the next step and like becoming involved and you know doing a show all about the up and comers and stuff? I think, and I can say this wholeheartedly, 
that the kind of funny community is, and it's said all the time, but is the best community on the internet. And I'm not saying that like as a fan or part of it. I'm just saying it because I have seen so much love and compassion and caring come out of the best friend group that I don't see. Like, I mean, you see it on the internet, but I don't see it yeah. as a cohesive unit. Um, I love Rooster Teeth. I love Achievement Hunter. I was a big, I, I still am a big fan of them. Um, mm. But because those audiences are so large, it can be really decisive. I think there are phenomenal people in there. But if you look at like YouTube comments, granted, you look at YouTube comments anywhere, yeah. there's a lot of anger and hate and stuff in there. And, and I get that. Sometimes that's just people's place to vent because they're scared and they don't know what to do. Um, but the amount of times I've seen people on the Facebook group go like, hey, I'm really struggling with XYZ or I'm going through a divorce or like my girlfriend was cheating on me. And and the love and support that people have just gone and given and the friendships that have been made, it's just phenomenal. Not to mention the kind of funny guys themselves are just so great. Uh, I think I think you and I talked about it that um, I got to go to the Battle Creek, Michigan meetup when Greg randomly showed up. And yeah. the fact that he went to every single table personally to make sure he got to talk to someone. Granted, maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. very long, but he wanted to make sure every single person was having a good time. And then sat down and just did an open conversation with everyone where he turned around and everyone looked at him. And it was just like you're shooting the shit with some friends. And not yeah. even at that meet and greet. I sat with two other guys I'd never met before, and they were just wonderful to talk to. Mm-hmm. And being a part of that community that just shares so much love and compassion, it was something that I wanted to give back to. It was feeling like I've gotten endless hours of content from these people. I have seen how supportive the best friends are. I want to put something in there. And that's why I wanted to identify myself as a best friend and try to be an active member of the community. It's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, it really brings out the best in, in everybody. I agree. For sure. Um, now we're going to get into um, our... Or not our an old uh, topic okay. uh, from the Game Over Greg show, kind of funny podcast, Games Daily, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, where my guest brings the one on and we talk about it amongst ourselves. Um, so, Josh, what are what are we talking about today? So we talked about this, you and I personally, off off recording. I <laughs> yeah. wanted to talk about the M M&M and M debate. Uh, Let's go. Peanut M and M's versus regular M and M's. I also wanted to throw in a new fighter, a new challenger I felt like should Ooh, approach. Okay. The Caramel M&M, uh, which I Not think... Not where I thought you were going. I think is God-tier M&M. I honestly do. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but Kyle, I want to I gauge you before I, I go off on my spiel. Wh- where yeah. do you sit on this M&M uh, battlefield? So it's strictly just peanut versus plain, right? Before yeah, yes. Not, I'm not throwing in the new challenger of, of Caramel. Just peanut versus plain. Where do you stand? Get those peanut garbage things out of my face. You are breaking <laughs> my heart. I'm team plain for life. Now, why? Why team plain, boring, nothing there for you, no no real source of protein, garbage, plain M&Ms? <laughs> why, why That's are you the thing. I, I'm a big boy. I, protein is like, I don't care. Give me the sugar. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I was drinking water. I almost choked. Fair. Okay. No, it's just like I'm not a. The only peanut thing that I enjoy is peanut butter, like Fair. truly. Peanut butter is top tier um, stuff. I'm I'm not a, uh, like, going further than that. This will probably get me more hate than just saying team plain. I don't like Snickers for that very reason. Oh, wow. Like I just, I, just anything, any type of candy or something that has nuts on it. Like when I get an ice cream sundae at the ice cream shop, I say no nuts. Okay. Like it's That's just. Fair. 
just not my thing. Um, I prefer if I want chocolate, I just want straight up chocolate. I don't want anything else in it unless it's you know some sort of variation that I do enjoy. Okay, I can get that. And and for a long time, I didn't like nuts in general. Um, yeah. I went on this this food diet changing kick where I was like, I I need to lose weight, so I went through this thing, and it was I had a four hour biology class. Mm-hmm. Where, because I was commuting, and I didn't really have time to bring food, but there was a vending machine downstairs, and for like fifty cents, I could get a pack of peanut M and M's. And to me, the peanut was healthy. You know, again, finger <laughs> quotes. Um, yeah, yeah. If like, you had to have candy, at least it would have. Right peanuts. in my head, it, it was more fuel than just the planet. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. it was like, man, you know what? These are really good. And just something mm-hmm. changed in me where I was like, I feel like. There's more to a peanut M&M. I also feel like there's a little bit more chocolate, too, because mm. there's more there. It's a bigger M&M. So yeah. I am team peanut M&M all the way. Yeah. Now, when we, we talk about, because obviously there's more than just peanut and plain of M&Ms. Course. There's so many other different variations. You say car- caramel. Mm-hmm. Caramel. Um, I enjoy those. Those are good. Mm. Uh, but shout out to what I think is got here, and that's crispy M&M's. Okay. Give give me crispy M and M's any day of the week. See, I, I like the little crisp rice little treat in the middle. So then, how do you feel? And I'll get back to M and M's. But how do you feel about uh, Crunch Bars? <clears throat> oh, jeez, I muted at the wrong time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I love Crunch Bars. Okay, that makes I, I think sense. Crunch Bars are great. Yeah. Um, but also on the other side, have you ever had a crackle? I think it's so. like it's like uh, is it I a guess blue it's wrapper? Hershey's version? No, it's red. Okay, yes, I have had a crackle, yes. Come Th- Easter those or are Halloween. like Yeah, those are kind of like crunch bars, but they taste weirdly like manufactured, like it t- <laughs> tastes off. Okay. Um so like yeah, crunch is like like bunch of crunch and crunch bars, yeah. Okay. Give, give that to me. Yeah, for sure. See, I I love the peanut M&M because it's got the crunch. It's got it's got the the girth to it. It feels like a hearty candy. Uh but for me the caramel M&M, I love the softness of it, like when you bite into it, and it's just like it's nice on your teeth. It feels like it, it feels like mm. your jaw is like slowly moving into it. It can melt in your mouth, kind of thing. Where the crisps, <laughs> wow, not it's back, an experience. Not, exa- oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's a whole ordeal yeah, yeah. when you're eating a caramel M and M. And then the crisp, it's just the, the crunchiness of the crisps because they're also small, right? The crisps are just like smaller. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like them; they taste good. But there's just something about them where I feel like I could have fewer caramel M&Ms and have the same experience where I would have to eat like handfuls of the crunchy M&Ms. And I feel like having that smooth, gooey feeling of the caramel ones Uh is what I'm looking for when I think candy, where the crunch of the crisp, um, or even that, I feel like the, the, uh, plain M&Ms, there's just nothing to them. Yeah. That it's more like like a like a chip kind of thing that I'm experiencing. Does that make any sense? Or okay. am I talking like yeah, I'm on yeah, drugs? a little bit? <laughs> no, you're not talking like you're on drugs. No, I I I, I kind of get. Well, I mean, we are breaking down M and M's. It's kind yes, of a no, weird you're not conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I get it. Caramel M and M's are good. Uh, I would also like to shout out the pretzel M and M's. Oh, think pretzel M and M's too. Again, those are any the... chocolate covered pretzel. Give it to me now. That's hundred percent. That's yeah. Did you? Uh, I'm trying to. Th- no, go ahead. There were, um, there was like some sort of like, hey, we're gonna do M and M's from around the world. Tell us one of your favorite ones. And there were like these like spicy like jalapeno M and M's or something oh, like that. Do you have those? I, I'm not a spicy guy, so okay. I stayed far away. So for me, as a spicy guy, 
it was really weird, but very yeah. good. Like okay. like that spice hits you on the back end, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. man, this is like, I'm vibing with this. The milk chocolate and tempered the spice, but the spice had like a nice kick to it. So it was, uh, it was good stuff. Okay. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of other M&Ms that I've had. Oh, the... I think it was limited edition for like the winter, but they had s'more M and M's. Ooh, they did. I did not have those. Um, those are pretty good, but they are like kind of what you were saying with the caramel M and M's. Like you can, you don't want to have too many, right? Because like they're they're so rich in flavor, mm-hmm. and it really does feel like you're eating a full on s'more. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but they they were pretty good. Uh, mini M and M's back in the day were always fun. Yeah, like, you remember those, <laughs> anything those, small like, just is fun. Those plastic containers, like. How anyone just did not finish those in two Right, seconds. I'm just going to have like, this in one mouthful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I'm trying to think, what are the other I ones? I had hazelnut uh, M&M's the other day. When I, I hear the other a day, lot I mean, of people like love ago. that one. I didn't like yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not a, yeah, hazelnut's something that I rarely have, so. It was just like, it didn't, t- it was like trying to be chocolate, but it like wasn't, it had that smoothness mm-hmm. that I like, so I will mm-hmm. give it that checkbox, but it was just... It was so we- I was feel like I was thinking about what was I tasting the whole time, and it ruined the the M M&M and M eating experience for me. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like the standard M M&M and M characters. Like there's peanut, there's plain, there's crispy, there's the green M M&M, and M, which apparently gets you pregnant. <laughs> That's what my dad always told me. I remember that was a big thing in the, back in the day. Like, really? I guess green M and M's get you pregnant or something like that. I don't know. Oh, I don't remember ever hearing that. Um... Yeah, isn't green supposed to be like the mint one? I think so. I know they have. I've a never mint had a M&M. mint M M&M and M in my entire life. I know in the commercial she was always very seductive, and as a kid, it made me mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yes, it's like why it is still this M M&M M&M like flirting? Does the M M&M and M want to bang the other M M&M? and M? I don't want to watch M <laughs> and M's bang. This is a weird commercial. Yeah, it's 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 very. I gave Santa Claus a heart attack, and that wasn't cool. <laughs> Every year. Every, every year. year. You think he would learn? Trauma. Come on, Santa. You can tell if kids are sleeping. You can't tell if sentient M&Ms are going to sneak up behind you. You old fool. <laughs> sentient M&Ms. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Uh, before before we move on, mm. uh, I want to shout out. Um, it's a new M&M product. I tried to find them last time I went to the grocery store before all this happened. <laughs> the M&M bars. Ooh. Um, they're like Hershey bars with M and M's in inside them, and okay. you can get a peanut one as well if that's your thing. Thank you. Good. They have cri- they have crispy ones. Oh, they've got one for everyone. They have, they have mint. I think they have an almond one as well. Um, they're very very good. It's straight up like a Hershey bar, but with just M and M's in it. Okay. It's awesome. Is it is it yeah. like? Well, so I guess you just said, so it's just. Um, but are they crunched up? Like I'm assuming they're not full. No, they're like they're like the mini. Oh, okay. The mini M and M's, at least for the plain one. The crispy ones, I think it's just like crisp rice in it with M and M's. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, so like it's basically a crunch bar with M and M's in it. Um, yeah, very good. Check them out. Order them from Amazon. Don't leave your house. There you go. Wash uh, your hands. Don't don't eat them hands. from the delivery guy. Not nothing against nope. the delivery guy. I'm sure he's super clean. Just extra yeah, yeah. precaution. Uh, so before we uh, we end this episode, uh, we're about to enter the question portion of oh, the show. Uh, every episode, I tweet out who my guest is and ask for the best friends to send in some questions. And we got a, a bunch for you today, Josh. Oh, I'm super excited. Uh, 
The first one is a former guest on the show, Alex Cozina, at Alex Cozina on Twitter. What large animal that isn't horses, donkeys, or mules should humanity ride around on more often? This is a great question from Alex Cozina. Uh, hashtag Cozina for Kind of Funny. Also, you can check him out on the episode of the Kind of Funny Up and Comer podcast. He was wonderful. Uh, so I recently finished playing Near Automata, which I loved. It was a fantastic game. Uh, okay. Did the thing where I, when I got one of the endings, I decided to allow my character to help other characters as they play the game. And it's like, hey, we're going to delete your save file if you do this. And I'm like, you know what? I think I want to do this. I'm like, oh, and also maybe this is just like one of those fancy things. And nope, it deleted everything. Which was cool, oh, but I don't yeah. think I'll platinum it like I planned on because it deleted uh, everything and you have to do play- three playthroughs of the game. But I digress. Oh, boy. Uh, in that game, you ride mutated moose. Those are your, your oh. mounts. And I'm doing that, and I'm like, you know, moose are they're strong. They're stupid big. There's a ton of them in Canada, from my understanding. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think if you rode into battle on a moose, you would be hella intimidating. And it's got its big... Are they antlers? Do moose have antlers? Yes. Okay, because when I think antlers, I think like like you know like a deer when it's all like branch, but mooses are all like one or mo- moose. Moose is the plural. Moose. Moose, moose eye. Is it? I don't know. I'm, let's let's do a quick Google check. We're gonna learn it up uh, thanks to this question. But yeah, if you in in near, you could charge and smash robots with with your antlers. Uh, so I think I think we should ride more moose. Uh, plural moose is moose. It is moose. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Thank wow, you. It's so it's weird. Um, yeah, that's a that's a great question. I haven't really thought about it until this point in time. I'm gonna go bears. Ooh, I just bears, love bears. Would be great. I don't know how comfortable it would be. I don't know. They but, look really uh, fluffy, right? You know what I mean? Sure. I feel like it'd be more comfortable yeah. than riding a horse bareback. Which that's I've never fair. done, but so I'm I thinking, guess I don't really know. <laughs> I'm thinking of a moose, though. Like, if you want, you like hold on to the antlers, right? So it's kind of like bike like a really like one of those motorcycle like one of those harley davidson's that like go up really high Mm -hmm, for whatever mm -hmm. reason a bear like what you just kind of like grip onto the the bear fur and just hope he doesn't get pissed off what do they do what in in the uh in the his dark material slash uh polar bear compass nope that's not it um golden compass thank you how how does she Uh, ride that bear i didn't watch uh his dark materials yet but don't the doesn't the bear have like armor? He does Doesn't have armor. Have, like, is it like a saddle? Like maybe you'd saddle up a bear like you would a horse? Man, that's that's so weird. But yeah, I would I would go bear. Specifically either polar bear or panda bear. Ooh, panda bear would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Are panda bears vicious? I know polar bears are vicious. Are panda bears vicious? I'm sure they are. They are bears. That's yeah, they are bears. <laughs> Uh, next question comes from at Matt S. Batson on Twitter. Uh, if you could go back in time and make famous movies before they were made, what era would you go to and what three movies would you make? I was thinking about this and it was, it was tough because I wasn't sure if like I, if it would be the same movie and then I would just kind of get the credit for it. Um, sure. Also, shout out to Matt S. Batson. He's going to be on. He is. Well, we recorded his episode of the kind of funny up and comer podcast, so you can hear more about him and his wonderful thought processes of stuff. Uh, I would. I don't know. Part of me wants to say like, oh, I would go make Star Wars because that would be super awesome. Not that I want to really do anything different. Maybe I'd change the prequels a bit and like make the writing better and the story better. Uh, I'm not <laughs> super butthurt about it, but. <laughs> like I think like rewatching the original trilogy for the first time in a long time, like. 
what was done with those special effects wise and was phenomenal. And I love sound and audio design. And mm-hmm. I don't, it's unquestionable that Star Wars has the best sound design of all time. Um, so to be able to kind of experience that or be there at ground level when all of this revolutionary stuff is happening would be fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I also think during like the, the new wave movement of film and cinema where like uh, Kevin Smith was coming up would have been really cool because we're seeing a lot of that kind of stuff right now with YouTube and content creation. But to be there from a film level, like not saying that I would make clerks, but to be around at that time when you can just pick up a camera like, oh, I could do that and, yeah. and see about making something I think would be really, really cool. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, I like like you, I don't even know what movies I would go and remake because I don't even know what to do. <laughs> right. Right. I would just be like, just give me the script and just actually just give me all the scenes you already shot. I'll just put my name. Yeah, on. I'm just going to, I'm going to be like, I also thought about Lord of the Rings, but like maybe I'll just, oh, I would yeah. like to be Peter Jackson for a little bit just to mm-hmm. see what that's like. Yeah. Like if you make all those movies over again, do you get all the money? Right. And do, do, do I have to make them in a sense where like they're different or do I have all the knowledge of Peter Jackson and like make some of the yeah. best adaptations, if not the best adaptations of cinema history? Cause like, honestly where my mind goes to, it's not really so much an era, but just to like live inside the mind of Guillermo del Toro. Oh heck yeah. That'd be awesome. Like I, I feel like just his imagination and his creativity is, It'd be so valuable just to learn from and and not just from him talking about it just like living in his mind and and seeing how that just works. experiencing it through his eyes plus then again then oh you get God. to eventually meet uh hideo kojima and be in death stranding oh. and then you get to know oh, what yes. happened between him and konami and like what pt was gonna yeah. be and are we gonna get a pt remake? like are we gonna get oh, that yeah, game yeah. so oh my god also just shout out to death stranding for really being topical like it was yeah. to our current times like wow Shout out to you, Hideo. A little close to or, or, uh, or the Destiny 2. My dad played that a little bit. And I'm like, hey, be careful. That hits a little close to home with what's going on right now. Yeah, that's very true. Um, our, our last question uh, from the best friends comes from Ben at Please Be Excited on Twitter. Uh, can you please ask Josh who his favorite Joshers are? Ben, this is a wonderful question. Also, <laughs> Ben's episode of... The kind of funny up and power, up and comer podcast just dropped. He's a phenomenal best friend, much like yourself. I think he's up there in the echelon, just constantly doing things to help the community. Can't shout out Ben enough. Um, I am going to switch over here because I, I made a little list of some Joshes. Oh, sweet. Um, I wasn't sure if these should be famous Joshes or Joshes in general. I went a little little famous Joshes because it was easier. Uh, yeah, this well, is in no particular order. Uh, Josh Peck is definitely on the list. Uh, Josh you Groban. have to, right? uh, Of course, of course. I mean, like, Drake and Josh was yeah. so influential to me. Uh, I love that show. It's so great. Having the name Josh when Drake and Josh was coming out, you, you get mentioned about it all the time. Uh, so, And, and I, I considered it an honor to be to mentioned in the same conversation as Drake and Josh, even if it's just because of my namesake. Uh, Josh Groban, he's got a wonderful voice, sultry tones. Uh, good, good fellow, from my understanding. Uh, we got Josh Dumal or Duval or Dumal. I can't remember. The, he was in Transformers, oh, and, and yes. women love him. Uh, married to Fergie, I believe. You are correct. Married to yes. Fergie. Um, uh, we got Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, good-looking Hell dude, yeah. really talented, uh, in a lot of fantastic movies. Uh, has a lot of range, I think, as we all have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Flanagan, 
Love Josh Flanagan, uh, formerly of Rooster Teeth. Wonderful creator, served the country. Uh, a lot of fantastic stuff there. Um, uh, I won't say his last name, but Josh, the guy who used to be my neighbor. My, that's right. My neighbor was also named Josh, the guy who let me play a nice. Sega. And his brother named me Call of Duty for fan. Uh, that's awesome. What else? Uh, I feel like there are more Joshes out there I could, I could shout out. Those, those are my list. I think that's all I've got right now. Um, if, if there are other Joshes and I'm missing you, I apologize. I'm sure some of you are wonderful. Some of you might not be wonderful, so I don't want to shout you out. Uh, but I think Josh is a wonderful name. I'm a little biased. Uh, but, you know, I think that th- those are some of my favorite Joshes. Ben, if you were named Josh, you'd be on the list. Uh, Kyle, you'd be on that list, too, if your name was Thank Josh. You. But it's Thank not, you. so you can't be on. I apologize. I'm not the one who makes the rules. What if I just legally change my name just for this episode? Then you would be on no, you'd be number one and it would be in a ranked order. Currently it is not. But if you do that, while <laughs> you're filling that, out, Josh Peck. Yeah, there you Take go. That. Suck it, Josh Peck. <laughs> while, while you're filling out for unemployment uh, and you're down there at the offices, just change your name to Josh and I'll I'll put you right on that list. I'll uh, share the document with you. That works for me. That works for me. Uh, excellent. Uh, thank you for everyone who, who tweeted a question for for my guest Josh at this for this episode. Appreciate thank you. it Wonderful. as always. Um, you can always follow BFS Talk Funny on Twitter, and uh, I usually tweet out the day before when a guest comes on. So have questions prepped. Uh, before we end the show, though, are you familiar with one Josh McCuga? Oh, why didn't I another, not think of Josh McCuga? Of course, Josh. Josh McCuga should be on the list. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, do you? Uh, uh, this is the segment where I'm going to put you through the Makuga zone. Okay. I'm going to put three minutes on the clock. I'm going to ask you rapid fire icebreaker questions. The first thing that pops into your head is what you answer. Yes, sir. Are you ready? I'm ready. As always, these questions come from Elfster.com. <laughs> I'm waiting for that sponsorship, Elfster. Here we go. Give me up. <laughs> you got to stop. You got to uh, stop giving them the free the free sponsorship. They're like, why would we sponsor? He just gives us uh, gives what we want, anyways. That's right. Uh, three, two, one, go. Texting or talking? Talking. Uh, nickname your parents used to call you? Uh, uh, Josh Meister. Uh, invisibility or super strength? Super strength. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you? Eight, nine. First celebrity crush? Uh, uh, Emma Stone? I don't think that's first, okay. first, but it's the one that's in my head. That works. Um, do you snore? I think so. I don't know. Uh, place you most want to travel? Japan. Cake or pie? Pie. Uh, have you ever worn socks with sandals? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Anything with brownies. Ooh, good call. Um, as somebody who just read through Harry Potter, if Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept? No. Uh, it sucks double butt. <laughs> is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? Are we, are we like dipping, biting, then dipping on the same bite? Or are you dipping, biting, flipping, then dipping? It's I I don't know whatever you consider double dipping to be. I'm going to say in this coronavirus world, no, it is not acceptable. <laughs> there we go. Uh, would you rather cuddle with a baby panda or a baby penguin? Baby panda. I feel like they'd be more cuddly, and the penguin would stink. I know penguins stink because at the Detroit Zoo, that was the stinkiest mm. part of the zoo. Ugh. 
what's for dinner tonight? I think it's asparagus soup with some uh, instant pot pork that I cooked in Ooh. apple cider vinegar. Oh, very mm. fancy. Uh, do you respect Kanye West? Oh, that's a deep question. I mean, yeah. musically, talently, video-wise, yes. As a person, mm. I don't think so. Uh, what's the fastest speed you've ever driven in a car? Probably 100 miles an hour. Okay. Uh, Godfather or Star Wars? Oh, <laughs> I wasn't gonna ask that one because I usually do, but being a movie video oh. person, I had to. If, okay, if this is just if this is rapid fire, I'm not supposed to think about it. I say Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. You looked at me. I don't like how you looked at me. I felt the way you looked at me after I said that. I'm like, well, maybe I answered wrong. Well, part of it is because the audio cut out, so I'm trying to figure out what you said. Oh, I said Star Wars. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, what's your favorite carb? Bread, pasta, rice, or potatoes? Oh. I was going to say bread, but then you threw in potatoes. <laughs> uh, bread. It's more universal. You could use it as a napkin. You can eat it. You can use it as sandwiches. It's all sorts of stuff. Uh, last two. Favorite type of muffin? Lemon poppy seed. And have you ever slapped someone in the face? Yes. How'd it feel? Uh, well, it depends. Uh, I think some of them were on stage, so it felt fun. Oh, okay. And like there was the adrenaline. Uh, I don't think I've smacked anyone in the face out of anger. Okay. If it was, it might have been a sibling. And in that case, there was remorse afterwards, but probably a sense of relief in the moment. Yeah, I get you. I get you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, Josh. Thank you so much for coming on Best Friends Talk Funny. I had an absolute blast. Thank uh, you, Kyle. This was you. wonderful, especially in, in this time of, uh, yeah. of quarantine. It was wonderful to sit down and be able to do this with you. Absolutely. Uh, if people want to uh, follow you on the interwebs, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at Josh Biddick. It's just my first and last name. Biddick is B as in boy, I, T as in Tom, T as in Tom, I, C, K. Uh, I think it should be the same on Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube. If you search Josh Biddick, I should come up. I don't like, I think it's like youtube.com slash user slash something. It's, but it's, I, know, I, know that, I know the URL is not my name, but if you look my name up on yeah. YouTube, I should be there. There's not a whole lot there, but you'll see some stuff. Awesome. And where can they catch uh, the Kind of Funny Up-and-Comer podcast? Kind of Funny Up-and-Comer podcast can be seen on Spotify. It can be seen on Anchor. Uh, working on getting it on iTunes. I know things have been a little crazy, so it's probably not like top priority for people um, back there at Apple. But hopefully one day it will be there. Uh, I post episodes right now as I have them every Sunday. Usually they go live around 12 o'clock in the afternoon. That way I figure people are awake. They get to kind of end their week with the Up-and-Comer podcast. Uh, so yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. That's where I keep updated. And if you yourself want to be on the Kind of Funny Up-and-Comer podcast, please let me know. You can reach out anywhere. You can shoot me a DM. Uh, you can shoot me an email if that's easier for you. Uh, email is just josh at joshbader.com. I would love to have you on the show. Awesome. Uh, you can follow me, as always, at ninja 73 on Twitter. Uh, pretty much everywhere, even though I really only post on Twitter and mm, Facebook. But same. Facebook's my real name, so... Kyle Stevenson, whatever. Pink beard, look for it. <laughs> uh, this show I already talked talk to you about. BFS Talk Funny on Twitter, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, if you like PlayStation, PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Uh, every week, uh, every Thursday, a new episode goes live where we talk the latest and greatest in PlayStation. Um, and if you are ever in the New York City area after all this clears up, 
uh, hit up kindofnyc.com for a look at all our future community meetups, as well as our gaming show, Platform Agnostic, as well as our uh, conversation show, Dollar Slice. Um, and as always, remember, be kinda to one another. Bye. Bye. <laughs>